0: Oh, we got a doozy on this episode of the Small Lager Hunting Podcast. I am going to have a little bit of an unpacking of the question that I posed on social media. And that was, when you're hearing anybody speak in the hunting industry, whether it be a habitat consultant, a food plot seed company owner, or anything like that, ask yourself one question. Is what they're saying crafted, sculpted, limited, restricted, or actually written because of money because that should concern every single one of you i unpack my thoughts on that i unpack a little bit more and we touch on food plot changes that are coming for my 22 and the podcast and share that on this episode of the Small smaller hunting podcast you are listening to the small like hunting podcast the hunting podcast that is free of advertisements bought and paid for opinions and minutes and minutes of sponsorships If that's what you want, there's a plethora of other podcasts out there. Here, we're going to talk openly, we're going to talk honestly, and we're going to live in the real world, free of sponsorships and paid-for advertisements and opinions that are governed and dictated by them. That sounds interesting. Stay tuned for this episode of the Small Lake Podcast. Hello, hello, hello again! Everybody out there listening to this, welcome back to the Small Laker Hunting Podcast. I am your host Ty Miller. If this is your first time tuning in, because I do know, surprisingly, even though I have not been able to um, kind of find the time and just to be quite frank, the mental um, place to produce a lot of content i have been blessed to see my following grow over the last year and i know there's a lot of you out there that this is still fairly new to you so welcome allow me to just give you a very brief introduction to who i am my name is ty miller i grew up in northern indiana on about nine acres now that nine it was a little over nine acres only about seven of that was wooded and that's what i cut my teeth on and up until a few years ago that was one of the properties I was still hunting. Um, my parents still owned it up until a little bit ago. They've since sold that property. However, I learned from a very young age, sometimes the cards that you're dealt are only so good. Um, but you know what? It, it doesn't, it shouldn't stop you from trying to make the absolute most of your situation. So I learned that, you know, if this is what I'm stuck with, let's make it as good as we possibly can. And I dealt with a ton of hunting pressure around me, you know, come gun season, I kid you not, I would have anywhere from 6, 7 to as many as a dozen hunters within, you know, about 500 to 600, 700, 800 yards from my stands. That's how densely and chopped up, densely populated hunting-wise was, hunters was, but then also just that was the nature of the beast because there was a lot of parcels, you know, in that 10 to sub-10-acre range. So I've been I've been blessed by God above to... Uh, go through those struggles and still come out the other side with some really, in my opinion, um, awesome, awesome blessed blessings of bucks and quality, despite all that. And so I started just kind of sharing my journey. So this whole thing started as a blog and grew into a website and then a YouTube channel and a podcast and such, and that's where we kind of are now. But to be honest, I kind of hinted at the beginning, I haven't really posted a bunch of content because... I think a lot of people following Small acre Hunting know that in the last few years, I've kind of grown bitter. Um, I've dealt with a lot of trespassers. I've dealt with a lot of uh, hunting property issues, um, family members of landowners that were letting me hunt, loss of properties, the hunting industry just kind of being just so hypocritical, I wanted to just slit its throat, to be honest. Its throat, not mine. Um, you know, the the beast, if you will. Because I just get sick of it. You know, I, I've i dabbled in it enough to see the two-facedness that's out there. I've dabbled in it enough to identify and realize that a lot of people out there are, are, are yes, I think they always, I think a lot of them start genuine, but then end up in a really bad place, and all they really care about is putting uh, some money in their pocket or fame to their name. Um, and it's just, I, I find no, no real... Um, I don't know palatability. I guess to use a food plotting term, I just none of that is palatable to me. I, I just I don't I don't want it. I don't need it, and I have no desire for it. Which is why you know small like you hunting. I've committed to having no sponsors, no promotional stuff, no um, advertising or things of that nature. This production and every single production that you see small like you hunting a part of, or um, well not a part of because I guess I've, I've I've appeared on other podcasts and such. Um, which those, of course, have sponsorships or connections. But anything that you see with the Small Eager Hunting name on it, on YouTube, podcast, Facebook, whatever it might be, zero money is coming into this. You know, the, the only the only time I make money on this whole entire thing is from blessings from you guys or consults every now and then. You know, I do take a few consults. This year I'm actually taking more consults than I ever have in the past. And I still have a few openings. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I'd like to dabble in that. I'd like to see if it's the right fit. Um, Shoot me an email, smallaggerhunting at gmail.com. I like to ask some questions, figure out what your goals are. One, see if the schedules line up. If you want me to do a boots on the ground, I have very few weekends left. Um, I only can do it on the weekends. This is not my full-time gig. This is not what uh, goes into the family budget as a dependable thing. So it it, it does not happen during the week usually. Sometimes I have Fridays, but uh, that's it. I do offer digital consults. There is a huge caveat to that. You have to understand the limitations of a digital consult. Now, I have many people that have had tremendous success turning the tides of their properties with a digital consult. Um, depending where you are and what your goals are and how experienced you are, a digital consult can do a lot of things to get the get the uh, juices flowing in your head at least, get you rolling in the right direction, or refine... A, ta- uh, a plan that you've already been implementing for a while, or maybe see things in a slightly different way. So feel free to hit me up. But anyways, I I posted a video, and for those of you that don't uh, follow me, this was this video was posted to Instagram and Facebook, uh, the two main social media areas that I'm I'm active in, and I actually did upload it to the YouTube channel then as well. But I basically shared a thought. Um requesting that people think in essence that's really all i was really doing um requested that you ask a simple question every time you hear somebody speak on hunting on managing on food plots on whatever it might be hunting related ask yourself one question and that is is what they're saying guided restricted molded sculpted or solely dictated by money the connection of that you know If they're a pro staffer, obviously what they're going to say is never going to speak ill of the company they're connected to. If they own a podcast or a channel or whatever and they have sponsors, they're clearly going to have to be able to sculpt their words in a way to keep their sponsor happy because that's a source of income for them. Now, let's make one thing very clear about that, and I I, kind of spoke on it in the video, but let me elaborate or unpack it a little bit. I can respect somebody making the decision to go into this line of work, and if this is what you want your main job to be, and your family to depend on it for a budgetary, family budget, then... Yes, you're going to have to make some calls. You're going to have to make some decisions. And you know what? I think you have to do that knowing every time you say yes or every time you sign a deal or a contract with somebody or a sponsorship or a promotion or advertising deal, you are limiting your freedom on how and what you talk about. It's just that's you can't do the one and not have the other come with it. It's it's a package deal. And I think that is one of the biggest things that a lot of guys out there and gals um, fail to understand. And it's like you enter into this industry and then people start getting critical of you when they start hearing you change kind of how you're speaking. Well, it's because for years you said X, Y and Z and now you're focusing only on letter H because that's the, the company line or that's where that's where the money's coming in. It's fine. It's a business decision. You have every right to do that. You know, I just think people need to think critically when they absorb and ingest others' opinions. Because I think any time an opinion is restricted by anything other than just personal experience, others' experiences that you trust, that are not bought opinions and such, I think any time you start getting money involved in an opinion, it's going to at minimum restrict that person's ability To really educate you, the listener. So I was just asking people to think critically. That's all I was doing. Because I think it's something that every land manager has to do. Because you can waste a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy trying to make your property better. And if you're a slave to just one way of thinking because, you know, I don't want to use names because everybody kind of messes up from time to time, but it's a danger when you start listening to bought for opinions because they're just a product of the money. They're not a product of success and you can see success in a multiple different ways. I was just watching a a well-versed YouTube channel that I love. Um, Because I'm going to speak critical, I'm not going to share names i'm not in this to do that because i don't care enough about another person's another man's or men's success or failure to for lack of a better term put them on blast but this gentleman for years had been using a seed plot company uh, a trusted seed plot company uh, one that as far as i've been able to tell and i look at a lot of seed tags whenever i possibly can and research things and if my clients are are looking at planting something i like to hey send me the seed tag i just like to see what's in it i don't really care what product brand name it is i just want to make sure the seed quality is good and this this company has always consistently put forth really good products well this gentleman now has you know entered the food plot game as many out there have so do not jump to a conclusion that i am attacking anything or anyone specifically And i'm going to speak on that in a little bit as well because that needs to be addressed Now he has his own food plot, or they have this channel. I guess it's not just one individual, but they have their own food plot company. And he's saying, you know, don't ever trust somebody who says that you have to plant this, or it has to be this amount or such, and blah, blah, blah. But then he talks about his own product and how his is different because he can go in and he can tweak it or say do this with it or change that. It's like, you literally just said in one breath before... Don't take anybody like that, and then you go on to say that you are Mr. Magnifico, and can do that. Like, how 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 does a critical thinker sit there and listen to that and not see right through that? And that and that's one of the reasons why I've I've always been kind of a fan. Is everybody needs to kind of needs to stay in their lane, for lack of a better term. Don't try to, you know, dabble and get into every single thing like food plot seed companies stay in food plot seed companies uh personally i'm not a, like if you want to be a, 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 a an implement company be an implement company and i know there's going to be a there's going to be a dear brother of mine right now that's listening to this it's going to hear that and although he is the type of man that is not going to take offense to that because he understands where i'm coming from but i think there are a lot of people out there that want to try to take over multiple different. Business opportunities, we'll call them, instead of just focusing on what God blessed them with being able to do and deliver. And I think sometimes people chase the money more than anything. I think uh, some people who have who've broadened their business and included other offerings, you know, maybe they're in food plot and then they decided to get into some type of habitat tool or something like that. Um, I think at times it's very genuine and there's no ill intent, but those can be sniffed out very quickly. But I think there's a lot of people out there that are just like grow, 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 grow. We don't care about, we don't care about quality. We care about quantity. We don't care about um, whether we got to step on toes of other people that we, for years said, go to this person if you need this because they make the best blah, blah, blah. Oh now, Hey, fast forward 30 months and now, Hey, guess what? No longer go to that person. Well, we're not going to say that directly because we don't you know we're not we don't have the gumption to be that upfront and say don't go to them anymore come to us we've refined it we have we, we, we have figured it out we are one of the best um, we are the best or here's why you should trust us with it um, after years and years of telling us the listeners the, the the ones digesting their information to use the other company really good example this is one of the reasons why I will always, respect bill wanky and for those who aren't who don't know who bill wanky is um, bill wanky was kind of the creator i think he was the founder of midwest whitetail awesome channel i still think chasing november is one of the coolest productions of of hunting um synopsis of their seasons and such Uh, I, i don't know if i've watched the most recent one but man i used to love watching those and uh but bill has since left midwest whitetail but, while Bill was making all the calls and such, he has always stuck by the companies that have stuck by him. I don't know if Bill has ever turned down a better quality product because of his commitment to the companies he's already connected to, but it wouldn't surprise me. And, and I'm not going to get into product, so like, I used to use uh, USA Trail cameras, okay? And it was mainly because I, I had a buddy who was who switched and was working with him. I'm sorry. They are junk, or they were junk. I don't even think they exist anymore. I don't know. They, they, were, they were junk. I mean, capital J-U-N-K, junk. I had one or two of them that it seemed like every out of four or five, you'd get one dynamite camera. But I I I wasn't formally connected to anybody. But like I could see Bill, if he was connected to USA Trail Cameras, and a better company came along and was like, hey, we'll give you the same deal, but our cameras are better. Or we'll give you a better deal, but our cameras... He's going to say, no, I'm going to... They committed to me when nobody else would. I'm going to commit to them. I'm going to help see them through. I'm going to hopefully make their product better or something of that nature. I could just see that playing out. He just seems like that type of guy. But... That video prompted a ton of, I guess you could say, feedback, backlash. And I find it ironic. I find it ironic. The reason I find it ironic is that video caused some backlash and some feedback. People asking, are you talking about us? Are you talking about me? Why wouldn't you just private message people that fit that bill tie and not go out? Well, here's the thing. I wasn't speaking to anybody specifically. I don't care enough about any individual company in the hunting industry. I don't care enough to pay attention to what all of them are doing enough to go out of my way to make a video specifically in response to one thing. I've already spoken out specifically when I really feel it's necessary. Like when I was kicked out of the big time booth at a expo because I was reading a seed tag and a guy asked me what I was doing and I explained to him and they didn't want me in there explaining and analyzing why the seed tag proved the seed was terrible now I didn't say that per se but I did speak to all the inert matter, all the ryegrass and explained and such and they just wanted me gone like I have no fear in speaking out to individual companies if I really feel wrong but I don't care enough to spend my time on social media, time away from my family to you know, take notes and figure. out, oh, you, oh, so and so said this. This company said that. I, I don't pay attention to you enough. I don't have time for you. And you know what? If what I said prompted you to think it was about you, that's a guilty conscience. That's not an issue with Ty. That's a guilty conscience. I think it's not. My issue, it's not the issues of the listeners, it's not the issue of the people that are consuming your product and the people that I was asking to ask a simple question when they hear you speak. Your issue is with you and you alone. Not me, not your consumers, but with you. And I guess, you know, I, I had a, I had a conversation with a gentleman uh, via private message the other day and you know he's like more people need to say what you're saying more people need to hear it. more people need to for and i was like no not more people need to say it more people need to actually do it the hunting community needs to hold the hunting industry accountable because the hunting community kicks butt i mean we have some of the best individuals in the whole entire world and i have seen some incredible human beings get into the industry with the right mindset with a vigor to fight back the commercialization and the money driving everything to really truly care about the consumers and the quality of the products. And you know what? Some of those people have really succeeded. They have continually built, typically slower than their counterparts, but they build a following worth being a part of. And some of them are highly successful right now. And I praise them and lift them up and and acknowledge, you know, there are some amazing ones out there, but there is a lot of junk out there. And it's funny, the backlash you get when all you do is ask people to think. To be a critical thinker. Nod to Tim Hinky, a good friend of mine. I've known him for years on social media and stuff. Never have actually got to shake a hand or share a beer with him. But if you're listening to this, Tim, you are absolutely right. It's called being a critical thinker. Just like reading a seed tag. Just like asking the question, is what they're saying driven by money? Or is it driven by a genuine desire to tell you what's best? Or to tell you what plot to use? Or to tell you what seed or product to use? Or what works well? are they telling you merely because they have a connection? Or they're getting a kickback? Which erodes really most of what they say. Take it with a grain of salt, if you will. So, that was quite the rant. But again, I guess the whole purpose of this podcast was to just kind of summarize and speak to those who want to say things, who want to think that I'm attacking them. I want to see every single person out there who owns a food plot company make better seed. I don't want to see you fold or fall apart. The more competition that's out there, the better prices we're all going to experience. So if you all could actually just make good seed, I wouldn't be critical of uh, of saying we have to read seed tags or germination rates the date of testing, all those things wouldn't matter because you care more than I do, which you should. All you content producers out there, if all of you cared about the quality and the trustworthiness of your words, I wouldn't have to ask people to think critically. And the content would be so much better. It'd be incredible. Because people would care more about their content and not the sponsors of the content, if you know what I mean. I still think one of the best and this is this is entertainment. This isn't really educational. So cuz I think food plot companies, I think habitat consultants, deer consultants, people like that, that that's an educational type based thing. But there are some that dabble in both. They produce educational content, they produce entertainment. I think one of the best um just channels right now that go about it right even if they do have sponsors and advertisers. And that's 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 the hunting public. They don't shove it in your face. Now they have had to. They they. I will admit they're starting to commercialize it a little bit more and such. But um, I forget which mapping thing. It seems like they talk about map the. It's got to be Onyx, I think. That gets brought up a little bit much for me. But I you know hey, there's a lot of guys on that staff, and I know they're trying to put forth some killer content, which they do. They they're they're average joes. They're good guys. They seem like. And, uh, but they're, they're doing things right. Um, but, but yeah, I think that's all I got for, for, for at least the main discussion of this podcast. Um, I did kind of want to dabble on a little bit, some of the changes that are occurring, um, this year for me and the 22, I'm not, I'm no longer going to call it the new 22. That was kind of the name I christened my property that I bought back in 2016, but I am actually going about a food plot change. Um, we are I'm going to be removing a bunch of... Um, well, not a bunch of areas, but I'm going to be uh, carving out, I guess would be the better term, a little bit more space for my food plots. I am going to sacrifice... Um, I try to stay away from my property as much as possible, and my food plots have failed partly because of that. Because I'm not going out there and this is going to come back. Some people are going to get mad at me, but I haven't had time to fertilize appropriately either through foiler or um, granular or check on my plots. And if they're failing over seed, I have just, I have not visited them as much as I probably should to ensure the best potential success of my plots. So this year I'm going to do a bunch of testing. Um, I'm going to go to a spray based fertilizer on a large section. Um I'm gonna do both what's called like a swamp tea. A lot of people have been doing this in their gardens and such, but they basically make their own, I think it's anaerobic. Apologies if I get it wrong. An, an anaerobic type swamp just you throw plants and materials and such in water and you let it just kind of fester and it draws out some of the nutrients. And uh I'm not gonna be eating any plants out of my garden right away because the human digestive system probably would not get along great with the bacteria that's forming on it. But, you know, wildlife is used to consuming things like that. And typically things are going to die very quickly on the plant themselves because once they dry, they die. But I'm going to be spraying and working on solutions for that. Um, I got an idea from, I'm trying to remember what the channel is, Uh, David the Good. He's a gardener on YouTube. It's more of a garden-based channel. He is not a hunter. Do not watch it if you have any interest. But if you garden and, and you kind of want to get away from a bunch of chemical applications, he does what's uh, David's fetid swamp Swamp water is what he calls it. I'm going to be experimenting with that. I'm going to be experimenting with other foliar-based spray fertilizers. Um, liquid lime I'm going to experiment with. I'm going to try to take a much more hands-on approach to my food plotting. Um, as my son gets older... My Fridays, other words known as Dudes Day. If you follow me personally on Facebook, you know that I work longer Monday through Thursday. So Fridays I can spend with my son and we call it Dudes Day. He gets so excited now. He's actually now like, I'll walk in. He's like, Dudes Day. It's awesome. Fathers out there, even if it's just once a month or once every other month, do a Dudes Day. Whether you have a daughter, son, both, doesn't matter. Do it. It is amazing. Before you know it, you'll blink and they're going to be out of the house. So do it. Side vent there real quick. Sorry, taking a sip of my Scotch Costco brand. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna be doing that, doing a lot more stuff on the property. I'm gonna try to take you along. I'm gonna try to remember to always grab the camera, even if I just take still shots to narrate it through a blog or something like that. So, and I I have a few round round table discussion type settings where I'm gonna be talking to some of my friends, some of the the hunting community that I personally like, my personal hunting community, guys that I have text messages throughout the entire year with or phone calls with. Um, there's select few guys in my circle that know, for the most part, what bucks I'm chasing and such. These are the inner circles of that, and they come from a wide range of guys that, you know, have a lot of food plotting experience, a lot of personal, but a lot of smaller-type property management um, people who have seen one who is very young in his walk with a property, another one who has had years and years of experience with his single property, another one who has switched properties back and forth, and um, I'm looking to have some more people on the podcast as well as I get back into this, so um, I'm looking forward to it. I know many of you guys are as well, but again, the first 19 minutes or so of this podcast really, I just hope, made you think, and uh, honestly, if if Small liquor Hunting does nothing else but makes you a critical thinker that that's the biggest thing that small like your hunting could accomplish is to make every single one of you listening a critical thinker in never just trusting anything, researching it, look at it, look at the credentials of the person talking to you. Are they bought and paid for? And that's just gonna make you a better land manager. It's probably gonna make you a better hunter and it's gonna make you a better person, honestly. Um, you know, my wife's a school teacher, I have a bachelor's of education. So one of the biggest things that you try to do in the classroom is make critical thinkers because critical thinkers succeed at life in general. So I just want to extend that to everybody. Hopefully I made it very clear that if you're listening to this and you're an acquaintance of mine, a friend of mine, or neither, but you're in the hunting industry in some capacity, some business venture, nothing that I have ever said is geared towards one individual person. I guess you could joke and say multiple of you are doing it. (laughs) But no, trust me, if you if you've ever misstepped and you honestly asked me, Ty, I want you to be bluntly honest with me. Um, Is anything that you say ever fit me? And if I can remember an exact example, I will say yes. And if you want to hear it, I will share it with you. So that's my promise to you. I I am not in the not in the business um, of breaking people down or pulling them down. But I, I will help you reflect and build yourself up. And hopefully, like I said. If companies out there in the hunting industry would get better and care about their quality, that's good for everybody, everybody. So if you're still hunting, good luck. If not, God bless, and good luck on all your habitat work because we're entering that time of the year where this is where we make a lot of changes and a lot of can be accomplished and a lot of 2023 and successes in 2023 start right now. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Smaller Hunting Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I meant every word in here. If I can just help create you to be a critical thinker and somebody who asks questions and questions people's motives when they're talking to you, especially when they're trying to get you to spend money on a product that either they actually profit from or a connection that they have, I think it erodes the genuineness of what they're telling you. So be sure to be critical. But I mentioned in here that I don't get any financial support from sponsorships and advertisers and promotions and such, and I am fully comfortable with that. However, if you ever do desire to be part of kind of you being the sponsor of the show, if if anything that I've ever said has kind of struck or you've appreciated the time and effort and energy that's going into making and producing the content that smaller hunting has, I am starting back up the Patreon page. I'm not gonna like push it every episode. I'm not gonna bring it up a ton, but I am gonna bring it up from time to time just so you know there is a way that you can support the podcast, you can support small like your hunting in general. The tiers over there are very small. I think the lowest one's two dollars. I think it's two, four, and six or something like that. Um you can annualize that. You know, I spend that much, my wife spends that much on Starbucks in a couple days, I spend that much on coffee probably in a month. Um, Even the top level. So if it's something that you feel is worthwhile supporting and you want to encourage me to stay at it and make 2023 the year that I really push forth more content than I've ever pushed forth before. It really does help and encourage me just to know that there's people out there in my corner. There's people out there that do appreciate the time and energy and effort put in after Bryson goes to sleep or early mornings or weekends and such like that, where I set aside time to work on stuff just like this. So, God bless. I appreciate you more than you'll probably ever know. And stay tuned because we got a lot more coming. Make sure to follow Small like Hunting on Instagram or Facebook i believe youtube i'm going to post them there too but there's a few real quick videos coming probably about a string of five to six of them here this next week on various different topics serious not serious but a lot more questions that i'm going to ask you to ask yourself about things this is ty wherever this podcast finds you i just pray that god blesses you i pray that your endeavors are fruitful and remember it's hunting community over hunting industry this is ty god bless and good luck out there